Hi guys, I'm Lex. Welcome back to another episode of Life Cycle Podcast. Joining me today, I have Nicole Lynn. Hi, I'm Nicole. Um, if you know me from TikTok, I am the person who does below average running. So a little, I guess, brief intro of myself. I started running when I was young, like before high school. I've never been good at good at it. That has not changed. Um, but just recently, as I became like into my mid-20s, I accepted I won't be fast, and that's kind of how below average running was born. So here we are now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know I saw your um, TikTok on um, the For You page, and I was like... Mm-hmm you see all these people running like 20 miles or 30 miles and I'm like you like put it out there for what it actually is and I love that you don't like hide anything so that's why I yeah. followed you and so <laughs> thank you mm-hmm. yeah it's it's kind of funny because like I when I first made that first video I had did it solely for myself to document my progress of like how I was going to change mentally, physically, and emotionally, the way I talked about my running, and I could refer back and see those workouts. Mm-hmm. And then it blew up. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> um, this was supposed to be, like, private. And now here we are. So <laughs> that's exactly how it's born. Yeah. Um, so I guess, obviously, so you said it, you wanted it to be, like, kind of for yourself. But once it blew up, did you change kind of like your perception of what you wanted to post so that it would encourage other people Mm -hmm. so like after the first you know couple like went viral and I started to get like more uh people following my journey I I've learned because I've run for so many years I know a lot about it I'm not good but I do know a lot so it was reminding people like this is a long journey you're not you're not meant to be fast like not everyone can run a seven minute mile and it sucks, but that's the truth. And so I wanted to kind of like show people, you know, I've run for all these many years. I was on track and cross country and all these sports and I was never fast and you don't have to be fast to run. So it's just reiterating that, reiterating it. Um, I think the more you hear it and there's more people on TikTok doing slow running now and like sharing their journeys, people are like, oh shoot, I can run without having to be fast now. And I, I would say like, a couple of years ago, at least from what I've seen, that wasn't as prevalent. People thought if you couldn't run under eight minutes, like, you shouldn't run. Yeah. So. I love that. I love that. Yeah. You're like. <laughs> um, so through finding out this kind of, like, motive, were there any, like, important role models or coaches helping you through your journey? Um, okay. Oh, well, this is, this is my cat, Pluto. He's going to keep saying hi because he has separation problems from me, so. I kind of log them out. Um, I'd say my role model. Okay, so I got seriously into running in high school from cross country and track. So I'd say probably my high school coach was a big role model because I always wanted her to be proud of me. Because, mm-hmm. you know, if the PR, even when you're slow, it's still like a personal record. So it's good. So she was definitely um, important while I was in high school. And then when I went to college and I kept running, there wasn't. It was just kind of like me still. So I'm like thinking out loud. And then recently, like on TikTok, um, everyone's favorite Miss Space Cadet, Erin, mm-hmm. um, was a huge inspiration. Coach Alicia um, is a huge inspiration because she coaches me now. So it's the same thing from high school. Like I want her to be proud of me. I want her to like see how hard she can push me and all that kind of stuff. So that's great. I'd say that. Okay. 
Um, is there anything that you know now that you could tell your younger self? Um, I would say embrace the pace is seriously <laughs> what I would say because, um, again, in high school, my fastest 5K was a 28.34, mm-hmm. which is not good for cross country. That's a 9, like 15 average or something for a race. It's not good. And it's it took me years and years to accept the fact that I'm not going to be fast and, like, it's okay so I would say, like, just embrace it. Be proud of the fact that you could run, you know, five miles on any given day. Embrace the pace. It doesn't matter. So I would tell 16-year-old Nicole that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. How do you organize school running and extracurricular activities? <laughs> All right. Um, this is going to be a bad answer. Um, I sacrifice sleep. <laughs> I, um, in high school, I did everything. Um, I also played basketball, so I was constantly doing sports all year. I was in every honor society you can imagine, every extracurricular, like I did it all. Um, And I just didn't sleep. When I went to college, I was an architecture major, which is the, it's um, the major that you spend the most time outside of school, um, like working. Mm -hmm. So again, I didn't sleep for four years and I got my master's and I was still running, didn't sleep again. So it sucks that the answer was when you're that busy, you have to sacrifice that. But, I mean, it, I, in my opinion, I guess it was worth it. <laughs> I'm still here now, and I sleep, like, seven hours a day now that I'm graduated and have a job. So I'm in a more routine. But it, I always told myself if I really wanted it, and I would find the time to do it. And, unfortunately, the only time I had was to sleep a little bit less. But... Yeah. <laughs> I guess it was worth it. <laughs> I, it stinks, but, like, it's, that's it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, statistics show that 20 to 24% of people engaging in exercise, like regular, regularly exercising, develop some type of eating disorder. How do you balance food and stay in a healthy mindset? Um, I definitely, like, it's definitely hard with, uh, more social media today because you see these girls and, um, especially like younger girls, everyone's so pressured to be so, uh, stick thin and, you know, being strong isn't like you don't want to be strong. You want to be skinny. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say for me, I always thank God had a healthy relationship with food. So I can't really say too much about any of that. Um, but now I just eat when I'm hungry and I eat till I'm full. Um, I'm, I'm running like 20 miles a week. So I am eating a lot more food. I don't weigh myself. I haven't weighed myself in like two or three years because I don't think it's good for anyone. Um, yeah. I am six feet tall, so my weight will be 20 to 30 pounds higher than all my friends who are 5'4", because there's so much more of me. And I just, I think with, you know, the whole exercising and eating, it's just important to remember to fuel your body appropriately, and I don't believe the scale is a good representation of how, like, you should monitor that. Yeah. Um, climate can usually be, uh... (laughs) Um, an issue for many. Um, I had a friend that I was talking to yesterday, and, you know, Nike came out with this new, like, run thing, so if you do, like, these 15 runs, and I'm like, hey, do you want to do this? And she's like, no, like, it's snowing, and I can't run, you know, on ice. So I'm like, oh. And she doesn't have, like, a treadmill or anything. Um, How would you, like recommend for people to work around that (laughs) all right so um well i live in miami florida so (laughs) it is 85 outside right now um i was sweating my butt off today i was really hot 
Um, now I did run in Ohio for four years. Like I did, a, I went to school up there in the winter up there. I would run on the indoor track cause I don't like treadmills. They hurt my knees. I'd run on the indoor track or I would suck it up and run. It was like 40. If you could get in the middle of the day, mm-hmm. if it was warm enough. So I can't give match advice on the cold weather because I'm a wimp. If it drops below 70, like I absolutely hate it, <laughs> but I can tell you with the hot weather, like I, you know, I have to start before the sun's up because I'll just melt. Mm-hmm. Um, so today I started at like 630 in the morning. The sun doesn't come up to like 645. And in the summer, I definitely don't run as much because it is so brutally hot that like I find it dangerous to be exercising. Yeah. Um, so yeah, can't help with the winter running too much. But if you can find an indoor track, it's probably your best bet. Okay. Um, what? Can you give an example about one of your goals and how you achieved it? Okay. Um, so my last half marathon I did was in April. Um, and this one I PR'd at by six minutes. And nice. I was really happy with it. So my goal had been to break two hours and 30 minutes for a really long time. And I had gotten close, mm-hmm. but I was still off by four or five minutes. And that's like uh, 15 seconds a mile. That's kind of big. So going into this training session, well, the previous training session, I'm sorry. I just focused on like what my pace had to be. And I like constantly reminded myself 230, 230, you got to break 230. But also like, you know, saying if you don't break, it's not the end of the world. There's another race. Like don't put so much pressure on yourself. But the days I didn't want to wake up and run, I don't ever want to wake up at 630 and run before work. It's awful. (laughs) I just remind myself like, how bad do you want that goal? If you sleep and you're not going to get it. So I get really disciplined and like kind of a, like harsh on myself. Of if you skip, you're not any close to your goal. So, and one of my favorite quotes is, you know, the difference between wanting and achieving is discipline. So I just constantly say a couple of those like cheesy inspirational quotes from Pinterest and <laughs> they get me out of bed. So that's kind of, yeah. That's good. Um, how would you encourage others to set a goal? Um, definitely something like obtainable. Don't go crazy. Like I would never say, Oh, I want to break two hours for a half marathon. knowing I would never, I would never get there. <laughs> so start small, uh, see what you can obtain because the small victories just mean just as much as a big victory and you need to keep yourself encouraged. So I definitely say like set a small goal of, you know, just completing a 5k or just a mile, like forget about the pace and just keep it small and write it down somewhere, write it down somewhere. You're going to see it every single day and you're constantly reminded of it, that it becomes a priority and it becomes part of like your daily schedule is seeing that and remembering your goal. That's amazing. I love that. <laughs> I'm going to start doing that. <laughs> yeah. And definitely tell people about it. Cause like, it's, it's kind of a pride thing, you know, you're like, Oh, well I have a, a race coming up in like a month. Like I'm training, I'm training. And then if you don't do it, you got to tell them you didn't do it. So it kind of puts like, holds yeah. you accountable. Yeah. <laughs> accountability Mm -hmm. do you believe distance should be more important than time or the other way around Mm, it depends on your goal for sure um for me right now distance is more important because i'm going for these half marathons uh as, as we know being a slow runner my time is irrelevant to me now, if I did change my goal to improve my 5k time, it'd be my time. Like how fast Mm -hmm. can I get this done? Uh, Same thing, if you're a sprinter, your time is going to mean way more than your distance. So it just depends on your workout and your overall goal, I would say. Okay. Um, I've seen you do, like, five-minute ab finishers after your runs. 
would you suggest, like, for your cooldown, per se, um, adding, like, instead of, like, walking, would you suggest doing, like, ab workouts or, like, low calisthenics? Um, honestly, anything. Uh, I mean, keep in mind, like, I'm not a professional on this. Mm -hmm. It's just stuff I've learned. Anything to lower your heart rate, like, slowly, I'd say is good. Typically, I would walk. Oh, my God. Sorry. He's being very, very needy. Um, typically, I will walk a little bit just because it feels good on my legs to kind of keep the blood, like, moving from them. Mm -hmm. um, now, like, before, like, if I'm running before work, I don't have a lot of time. I'll come in and stretch do like a little bit of yoga because that's like kind of moving um and like some abs it just depends on the day i think any you know five to ten minute movement afterwards is good so a lot of people don't even do that so just kind of whatever you can get in i say it'd be fine okay lastly is there anyone out there who looks up to you um like how would you approach hold up <laughs> What is unnoticed that you've gone through in your learning curve, and how would you approach that differently knowing what you know now? Okay, so something that I didn't, like, I didn't notice previously, and I've learned now. Yeah. Okay, I'd say, okay, well, I've known that running is just as much mental as, as it is physical, but mm -hmm. I don't think that mental aspect comes in until you start to get high in your distance where it's just you and your thoughts for 10 miles so I definitely say when I first started my mental strength wasn't there and it's improved every time I've done a race because I think I'm very familiar oh this is how you're going to feel at mile eight this is how you're going to feel at mile nine um so something like I didn't know before is how strong you have to be mentally to do this as well as physically I would say Okay. I don't know if that really answered the question, because it's kind of a hard question, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'd say it did. So, okay. alright, I think that's it. So Perfect! Thank you that's for fun. joining me. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Alright. Thank you guys for watching, and we will see you on another episode.